you some of the secrets of the things God practically taught me in Africa and I believe that many of you as a result of it will have a head start and plainer sailing but I'll tell you Jesus is wonderful amen here this afternoon I'm going to preach the old old story of the gospel of Jesus Christ and I'm not getting tired of it as long as there's an unsaved soul, I'm not getting tired of it. Amen. Just before the service, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said to me this. The Lord said to me, the heart keeps on pumping the same blood. It's the same blood. just a means of transportation to transport oxygen and all the other things that are needed for the fitness and the health of the body and I'll tell you preach the old old story alright but ever with a fresh anointing and you will see gigantic results are you with me? Yes. Amen. Now we are starting. I'm reading from Matthew. Matthew chapter 12, verse 38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The man of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Amen. You know, Jesus was often confronted by bunches of Pharisees, hypocrites, and here on this occasion again, they came and they said to him, Master, we also will believe if you give us a spectacular sign. I don't know what they had in mind. Maybe they had in mind that Jesus should just wave his hand like that and out in the blue sky a host of angels should appear and they should sing and say yes my beloved Pharisees you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God they said master we will believe if you give us a sign Jesus shook his head and he said strange words, words one does not understand at first when one reads them. He said, 
This adulterous generation is not getting such a sign except one sign, the sign of the prophet of Jonas. Strange, Jesus began to speak about the prophet Jonah and the story of him being in the belly of the fish. And he said, this is the sign that is going to be given. As Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. When Jesus gave that answer, he drew a picture of himself. He said in other words, other words, this, he said, you are not going to get a sign except for one sign, the sign that God has sent already. Amen. There was the sign that God had sent already, Jesus himself. They were asking for signs, yet the biggest of all signs stood right in front of them. Jesus Christ. They looked at the sign that God had sent and said to him, sign, show us a sign. This is how ridiculous unbelief is. Jonas. Jesus, Jesus was greater than Jonah. Jesus is today the greatest sign that God has given. Say Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God had given. The sign had come. But they did not understand the sign because they refused this sign. This sign didn't fit into their philosophy. They said, we don't want this Jesus. Jesus is too humble for us. Look at him. He hasn't even got real estate. Look at him. He's Mr. Nobody. He's just a traveling preacher. He's a so-called false messiah. We don't want this Jesus. Away with him. This sign sent from God, we don't want. I want to take you for a minute or two. I want to take you into the courtyard of Pilate. Where the Jews had met and where Jesus was now under arrest, ready to be tried and ready to be killed. Pilate investigated Jesus and he said, I find no fault with him. I find no fault with him. He has done nothing amiss. He, I find no fault with him. What shall I do with Jesus? Barabbas or Jesus? They wanted Barabbas. Free. And Jesus crucified. 
This Jesus we don't want. We reject him. He cannot be the sign from God. This Jesus, they said, we don't want. I want your full attention. I'm coming to a very, very important point in half a minute or so. And as the Jews were chanting away with him, away with him, away with him, we don't want him to have dominion over us. Crucify him! The word crucify came out of their mouths. Pilate said, washed his hands and said, I have no part in the death of this righteous. And then listen, then the people shouted something that has made history. Are you listening to me? They shouted something. They shouted these words. His blood come upon us and upon our children. And the blood of Jesus came upon them. It came upon them. Only in the context of this scripture did I suddenly see something that I had never seen before. The blood of Jesus that is so precious and that can cleanse us from all sins and that has the power to heal from all diseases. The very blood of Jesus that is the greatest blessing on earth is also and at the same time the greatest curse to those who reject Jesus Christ. Amen. I've got to make that point because the gospel is just as serious as it sounds. Do you agree with me? Amen. Yes. It's the truth. I've got such an urge in my heart here this afternoon. You will see a little later. And I believe that something fantastic is going to happen here. I preach the gospel without apology. The blood of Jesus came upon them. In an awful way because they had rejected Jesus the very blood of Jesus came upon them as a curse I sometimes wondered why Jesus wept over Jerusalem you know Jesus didn't weep often but the Bible explicitly said that he wept over Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit unlocked the secret to me why Jesus wept over Jerusalem. There he was on the Mount of Olives looking across Jerusalem. And all of a sudden as Jesus looked across Jerusalem his eyes were touched by the prophetic anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he didn't just see the Jerusalem of that day, but he saw the Jerusalem of the future. 
He saw how many times the city of Jerusalem was being raised to the ground. Jesus must have seen things that must have horrified him. The eyes of the seer looked into the future. He saw what would happen about 40 years after the day he saw it. 70 AD under the Roman, under the Roman general Titus. When the city was besieged. And there was great starvation in the city, as the historian Josephus is telling us. And how they could no longer hold the city, how they had to surrender, and how the Roman armies entered that city and slaughtered men and women and children. Josephus said that they cut down any tree that was there, and they began to crucify the Jews by the thousands. And as the hammers were swinging, and those poor people, those poor people were crucified. I think in the ears of some, it must still have rung. His blood come upon us and upon our children. To reject Jesus has the gravest consequence for anyone who does it. Hear the word of the Lord. But the eye of Jesus didn't stop there. I believe that the eyes of Jesus scanned the horizons. He penetrated the future. He looked into our time and generation. And I believe I as a German can say this. Because, because... We have every reason to be very much ashamed of ourselves. I believe that the eyes of Jesus looked across Europe in the 30s and 40s of the century. I believe that Jesus, when looking across Jerusalem, he must have looked into Germany and into Poland and into the Soviet Union and into France and all over. He must have seen those Nazi concentration camps. He must have seen how the children of Abraham were herded together like cattle or worse and how they were abused and how they were killed. He must have seen how they were starved to death by the millions, how they were pushed into the gas chambers, how they were their bone and skin, only bone and skin, and hardly were able to stand straight anymore. Jesus must have seen how they lifted their bony arms up and just said this, Messiah, 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 where are you? Where are you? Come and take us. When Jesus saw that, tears shot out of his eyes. He opened his arms and he cried, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often did I want to gather, even like a hen 
gathereth her cheeks. But Jerusalem, you didn't want to be gathered. You didn't want to be protected. Jerusalem, you reject the only one between heaven and earth who could have ever saved you. You have rejected your savior. Now there is nobody to save you anymore. Why do I say all this? Because it touches the very bottom line of salvation. This is the main lesson in scripture and also from history. Any nation or any individual who rejects Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and Lord comes under the curse of the blood of Jesus. But the opposite is true as well. And on that I want to dwell here this afternoon. Glory to God in the highest. Anyone receiving Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and Lord comes under the blessing of the blood of Jesus Christ. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Yes, you see, when Israel rejected the gospel, the second wave of God's offer through the Apostle Paul, then God began to open the doors of the Gentiles. Thank God the gospel arrived long ago in Birmingham. It arrived in Europe. Lydia opened her heart, the blessing of the Lord came. Her life was transformed. And since that time, anyone in the whole wide world who receives Jesus as his personal Savior and Lord comes under the immense and great blessings that God has provided through his Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's give a hand for Jesus. Shall we? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Now I'm coming to the most important and the most practical point. It's one thing to talk about history. It's another thing to talk about today. And I have not much interest in history if it is not related to today. And I tell you, this message is related to now, right now. Amen? Today, this very hour, a similar situation has arisen. Today, that sign from heaven, Jesus Christ confronts you, you, 
You in the overflow halls, in the pavilion, in the forum, here in the arena, and those that are watching me now on video or on television, Jesus Christ confronts you now. And it is true that the gospel, the gospel is not an alternative. The gospel is an ultimatum, the ultimatum from God. It's something like a line that God is drawing over the paths of life of people young and old it's a line it's a line jesus is the sign we can learn from the mistakes of other people of the past if you don't believe the bible believe the newspapers because there you can read the same thing people who reject jesus nations that rejected Jesus they're coming under the curse of the blood of Jesus but those who receive Jesus Christ are being blessed and they will prosper with the peace of God that passes all understanding glory to God hallelujah oh hallelujah You are confronted this afternoon with Jesus. Today you've got to make your choice. These people made their choice then and they made the wrong choice. Today you have got to make a choice and you have got to make the right choice. That is the bottom line. Receive Jesus as your savior and all the curses will be broken. The power of evil spirits will be broken. The chains of evil addictions will be broken. Because when Jesus comes, he comes with power and he comes with might. Receive him as your savior. Because deep down in your heart, you know it. I heard the testimony of a friend of mine. I've never forgotten it. I heard it many years ago. I have never forgotten it because it touched my heart. Absolutely, I think it's a classical example of what God can do and how important it is not to overstep the line. He said he was a young atheist. He said at that time he believed in Hitler. He said he was a soldier of the, of the crack troops. Landing behind enemy lines. They landed with parachutes in the Soviet Union. And he said, one day they were caught. And they were herded together and they were ready to be shot. He said, every time we went for such a dangerous mission, we sang a song, we mocked God in heaven, we mocked the devil in hell, we called ourselves atheists because we didn't believe in either, neither God nor the devil. 
Well, I tell you, that's a clever, that's, that seems to be a smart way with some people nowadays. But I tell you, if you, if you believe it or if you don't believe it, your faith change, your belief changes nothing. If you believe it or not, if let's say you choose not to believe that the Soviet Union has got uh, 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 um, the nuclear missiles directed on our cities, if you don't believe it doesn't mean that these weapons just get dissolved in the air. These are facts. And facts are facts. And even from scripture, facts are facts. He said, and when they were in that camp and they were ready to be shot, they plotted to escape. He said he knew it's either run or die, run or die. And if you die while you run, he thought it was a better, better choice of death. And he said, they run. He said, we run and run and run through the night. And he said, the night was pitch black. He said, in the night they saw on the sky a white cross, right in the direction in which they were running. And they were all looking at that white cross, that cross of light. He said, they could not explain what would that cross mean there. They slept in the day, by night they got a life, and they ran. There was the cross again, running, running in the direction of the cross that was on the sky. He said the third night, the cross appeared, and he said, oh, he said, all of a sudden, he thought by himself, what if the story of the cross is real? What if there is a God in heaven? He said the fourth night, the cross was there again. All of them saw it. He said, and the conviction grew in his heart that there is a God throning above all. A God to whom he owes, to whom he owes account. He said, after so and so many days, they reached the German lines. He said, we were exhausted, we wanted to sleep, we nearly fell, just, just fell on the ground and slept. They were absolutely exhausted. They went into a farmhouse and they said, we are going to sleep. He said, I can't sleep. I must find somewhere a man of God. I want, I want to meet God. He said, his friend slept. And he was looking around for someone that knew how to pray. He found, by the grace of God, he found a man of God who knew how to lead him to Jesus. He said he received salvation. He received forgiveness of his sins. He was rejoicing in the name of the Lord. He said, and then he went home to sleep to the farmhouse. When he came back to the farmhouse, he said he couldn't believe it. A shell had hit that house and his friends were all dead. That man has become a preacher of the word of God. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this moment is the moment of decision. Today if you 
hear his voice. Open your heart. I challenge you. You must give your heart to Jesus today. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit told me for some year, it's today or never. Because here are some ears that hear the call of the gospel for the last time today. Here is the sign, Jesus Christ. Here is the line, the border. The border, there is something like a border. Remember Noah's ark, the same hand that locked Noah and his family in, had locked the other people outside. The same hand, the same hand, in Jesus' name. Don't ask for a fancy sign, just receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, and it will be well with your soul. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus is here. Jesus is here right now. I also want to speak to the backsliders. Somebody said to me, yes, I am, have backslidden because of some Christians in the church. They tr didn't treat me well. I said, my God, why? Why? Why did you turn your back on Jesus? Yet Jesus has never done you any wrong. You have no right to backslide because of anybody. Because Jesus is more than faithful. Say amen. amen. Jesus is faithful. Jesus is faithful. Here is the line. Here is the line. Here is the sign. Come and receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And he's going to set you free. And you will go home as a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, we evangelists, we are like that. But I'm preaching the gospel for decades now. And I have seen things. You would be surprised if I would tell you what I have witnessed with my own eyes. There is something like a too late. There is something like a too late. You cannot keep on postponing, postponing, why not? Because you don't know whether tomorrow belongs to you. You only know that the now belongs to you. That's why the Bible says, now is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Now, 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 in Jesus' name. Now, oh hallelujah, now, Jesus is calling, now, Jesus is calling now, Jesus is calling now.
I'll never forget. I'll never forget this. Whenever I was preaching the gospel, and many people responded to salvation, the power of God was flowing and moving. And at the end of the service, a young lady, a young girl, I should say, 17 years of age, just passed me. While she passed, I didn't even know who passed me. Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, speak to that person. I turned around and I got her by her arm. I said to her, young lady, are you already a child of God? Tears gushed out of her eyes. She said, no, but I know I need Jesus. I want Jesus, but I can't receive him. I said, why on earth can't you receive him? She said, because of my boyfriend. She said, my boyfriend hates Jesus. I said, young lady, if you have a boyfriend that hates Jesus, you've got the wrong boyfriend altogether. together because the Bible says how can light have fellowship with darkness and I want to say that to all young girls here today stick to the word of God and you will save yourself immense heartaches and I say the same to the young man cannot violate the principles of the word of God and think it will all be well. We need the rock of the word of God under our feet. She said, my boyfriend hates Jesus. My boyfriend hates Jesus. I said, you've got the wrong boyfriend. But she said, I love him so much. I love him so much. I can't leave him. I love him so much. I said, young lady, I don't know. I didn't know you. But the Holy Spirit told me that I should tell you privately and personally that you must receive Jesus as your Savior now. She pulled herself loose, crying she left. Early next morning somebody came running to me and said, have you heard? I said, what? That girl was run over by a car this morning. She's dead. I tell you, I fell on my knees and I cried to God. That's why I've got such an urge in my heart. You have waited long enough. Now Jesus is waiting for you. You've got to respond. Yes to Jesus means life everlasting. No to Jesus is eternal damnation. You can't get away from it. And I know I'm standing here today as a messenger of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I want to argue with you. The precious people of Israel, the seed of Abraham, they are special to God until today and until forever. Make no mistake. If God 
could not spare his chosen people. Do you think he's going to spare you if you make the same mistake, namely rejecting Jesus? God is a God of love, but he is also a righteous God. And God made all the provisions for your salvation, but you must come and you must come now in Jesus' name. Say amen. amen. Remember fire conference, Ray? Remember? Two years ago, we had the fire conference in Arara in Zimbabwe. Ray was preaching that evening. People came forward for salvation. He is coming, the first one. I tell you, the power of God is going to set that young man free. Give me your hand. God bless you. He's the first one. He's the first one. He's the first one. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! people Jesus is calling you I hope you are sick and tired of being a backslider if I would know that Jesus is my savior I wouldn't want to go to bed tonight until I had settled that case I wouldn't want I would rather want to die than to be without Jesus because he's the fountain of everlasting life. Oh, hallelujah. The power of God is here. I can feel the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit is going to shake you here tonight. Shaking you, shaking you, shaking you, shaking you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Isn't that terrific? That is terrific. Let my people go, saith the Lord, that they may serve me. You will come out of Egypt's bondage and you will come into the freedom of the Son of the living God. God bless you, madam. God bless you too. The power of God is here. I still want to tell you one thing. I was preaching in a meeting. I was preaching in a meeting. And then something happened. People are coming already. Ah, I finish. Let's all stand. And those who are not reconciled with God, you're still bound by the power of Satan. And you want, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and as your Lord. I want you to come forward right here. The power of God is going to hit you and set you free from all the bondage of the devil. And you backsliders, come and slide back. You people in the pavilion, you people in the forum, also walk forward in the halls where you are. Come forward right now. There are people waiting for you. I want to pray for you. And I tell you, when I'm going to pray here, the power of God is going to break loose in your life and Satan will be cast out. Boots and all, in Jesus' name.
Come forward, all of you come forward. Come forward, come forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's sing, come unto Jesus. Give him your life today. God bless you, come. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Give Come here, come here, come here to me, come to me, come to me. Let's sing it again. says he is someone to whom the Lord has already spoken three times before and three times you answered with an excuse the Lord says today you hear my call for the fourth time which is the last time come now I will deliver you from the darkness that has come upon you 
I will break the chains that have bound you. And today, said the Lord, I will set you free in one moment if you respond to the call of my love. Don't leave this hall. Don't overstep the line. In the name of Jesus, I charge you for your own salvation's sake. Come forward! I would like to shake your hand if I had an opportunity. But I know one thing. Light will burst over you here. And you're going to see the glory of God. And you will walk. You will walk to heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing once more, come unto Jesus. Wherever you are, just come forward. Even if you are a non-Christian, you belong to another religion, Jesus loves you. Come on, he's going to save you. And he will demonstrate the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come forward, come forward. Don't miss the last call. In Jesus' name. Come unto Jesus. Quickly! this place like water can you sense it as well isn't that terrific 
Isn't that terrific? And the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood of Jesus, and the blessing of the blood of Jesus is going to swing into action right now. Right now. Right now. Jesus is also delivering Muslims. Say Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I love the Muslim people. Because when a Muslim becomes washed in the blood of Jesus, becomes a first class Christian. Amen. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. There are many more people that need to come and respond. I want to start praying and I want you to respond. Come now because I'm starting now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The backsliders, come slide back to Jesus. Amen. Come quickly. Slide back to Jesus. In Jesus' name. Young people, especially young people that have ungodly and unholy relationships i call you to repentance now in jesus name i call you to repentance now if you want to be set free from anything the devil binds you with whether it's cigarettes or whether it's drugs or whether it's any other rotten thing of the devil throw it up here on the platform just throw it on the platform because after now you will no more need it you will no more need it I'll put my foot on it in the name of Jesus and the power of God is going to set you free just throw it up here in Jesus mighty name just throw it just throw it in Jesus name just throw it in Jesus name thank you Lord 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 Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus name glory to God glory to God glory to God in Jesus name 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 hallelujah hallelujah oh hallelujah Power of God is here. The Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. Please bear with me. But I don't want to be accused one day when I stand before the throne of God that I didn't do what God told me to do. Here is a young man, the Holy Spirit tells me. He has heard the word of God today. He just came to please his girlfriend here but he has never been in such a meeting and he never dreamt of giving his heart to Jesus and the Lord says today my Holy Spirit has cornered you you are to receive my mercy and my forgiveness I will break the power of Satan in your life and you shall be turned from a soul to Paul because I have a plan for your life his name his name is Andrew come forward Andrew in Jesus name
And I want his girlfriend to come forward with him. Where are you? I want to shake your hand and pray with you. Where is Andrew? Let's sing again. He's coming. forever honey it's gone forever <laughs> in Jesus name in Jesus name pass it on pass it on pass it on yes in Jesus name I want to speak to you and I want to speak to the people in the overflow halls I've asked the Lord today for a thousand souls to be saved and I believe there are almost a thousand now because there are hundreds also in the pavilion that have gathered there I understand and hundreds in the forum isn't that terrific? you can see in the forum I can see you on the screen in the forum God bless you Salvation will come to the forum. Salvation to the pavilion. Satan is the loser. Jesus is the winner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the pavilion. Oh, hallelujah. Pavilion. Hey. Jesus also delivers from tobacco. I thought this was something for the sore throat. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We are now going to call on the name of Jesus. Say amen. I wonder where Andrew is. Andrew, I want to shake your hand. Where's Andrew? Where's that Andrew? Put your hands down. Stretch forth your hand to him. Father, I thank you 
that you are doing a mighty miracle in his life and that he will turn from a soul to a pearl in Jesus name and that all the chains of the devil are cut now and that his name will be written today in the Lamb's book of life in Jesus name God bless you God bless you go and stand there as well you can go down and stand there in Jesus name hey Jesu Kemorena Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you happy? Amen. Now, the most holy moment has come. Look to me, please. See, many of you have cried tears. You have done well. I also cried my tears. I also cried my tears when I came to Jesus. Don't be ashamed of them. Because these tears are counted in heaven, one by one. They are not tears of self-pity, they are tears of repentance. And tears of repentance are precious, you people in the other halls. Your tears of repentance are precious in the eyes of God. They are worth more than diamonds. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. What must we do to be saved? The word of God says, he that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. When God says shall be, then you will be. Young people, I'm rejoicing with you. You're not just going to be washed from sin, but you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you will go home and your parents will say what has happened to you and you will say I am born again through the spirit of God hallelujah amen and that's only the beginning of the blessings because the blessing of the blood of Jesus is unending 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 In Jesus' name. This program has been brought to you by Christ for All Nations, the global ministry of evangelist Reinhard Bonker. For additional information on the outreaches of this ministry, or to submit a prayer request, you may contact Christ for All Nations by email at usa at cfan.org, through our website at www.cfan.org, that's cfan.org, or by phone at one four zero seven eight five four double four zero zero. To order additional copies of this program or a full catalogue of teaching material, contact Full Flame via email at info at fullflameonline dot com or by telephone at one four zero seven two six four double four zero zero. To save time, shop online at www fullflameonline.com Thank you for listening to this program and may God richly bless you. We are casting out devils here even. You know when the Holy Spirit comes, I tell you, I explain that to you. When the Holy Spirit moves, if someone has got an evil spirit, that evil spirit senses the presence of the Holy Spirit and feels 
feels as if he gets choked and that's when they manifest but when they start manifesting it's already a sure sign that they are on their way out <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't be afraid when that happens. Don't be afraid when that happens. Because Satan is conquered in Jesus' name. He's under our feet, the word of God says. And you are going to be victorious. You're going to rule and dominate over sin. Say amen. Now we will call upon the name of the Lord. And we will call on the name of the Lord. The blood of Jesus will fall into you. Amen. It will wash you. Thank you, Jesus. That's one thing. At the same time, the Holy Spirit will just blow over you. Breathe. The breath of God will breathe over and into you. And this moment is the moment of salvation. Amen. You now receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Amen. I would like everybody now to lift his or her hands, please. And I want everybody to repeat this prayer after me. In support of those who pray it now here in front. Say Amen. Hallelujah. I want us all to pray now. Close your eyes. Lift your hands and repeat after me now. But when you repeat it, I want you to just mean it with all your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Lord Jesus Christ. I am coming to you. I am coming to you. In response. In response. To your call of love. I repent of my sin. I repent of my sins. Wash me now with your precious blood. Wash me now with your precious blood. Break the chains of Satan. Break the chains of Satan. In my mind. In my heart. In my body. In my home. In my family. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the sin of the world. In the name of Jesus, I call upon you, Jesus Christ, Son of God, save my soul. I now put my faith in you. I believe with my heart what I confess with my mouth. Jesus Christ is now my Savior. I have received eternal life. I am a child of God. I believe it. I receive it and I thank you for it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus and now we will all open our mouths 
and praise the Lord. If you know how to praise Him in the Holy Spirit, do it. Because the Spirit of God is breathing over these people here in front. You're now going to receive the witness of the Holy Spirit that you are indeed a son, a daughter of the Most High God. Jesus name now now in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord stand up stand up the Lord praise God praise God rejoice the Lord has answered your prayer praise God praise God Oh, hallelujah. Open your spirit for the spirit of God. Open your spirit for the spirit of God. Open your spirit for the spirit of God. Open your spirit. Open your spirit for the spirit of God. Open your spirit for the spirit of God. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Savior of the world. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Well, I just would like to be as short and concise as I possibly can that's quite an assignment for an evangelist you know <laughs> in africa they tell me they uh, don't look to your watch uh, this is an invention of the white man <laughs> honestly so i said well i think you are more biblical than we because in heaven it says time shall be no more that includes the time pieces that includes the time pieces well i tell you what god is doing is breathtaking and i believe it's just the beginning of a new wave of a new wave god intends to save the whole world dawned on me one day we always work in percentages percentages always percentages god doesn't work in percentages for god so loved the world the world the world the, in the old testament the secret was god loved israel israel i have loved israel 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 it seems as if god was 
preoccupied with a tiny little nation there in the Middle East. The moment you open the New Testament, a new word appears. The word world. World. Go ye into all the world. For God so loved the world. Thank God we are part of this wonderful world that God loves and he wants to save it. And we are part of his, of his plan. Glory to God. I, 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 uh, 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 scripture came to me and I want to obey the Holy Spirit. Um, Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Verse 25, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. And then, of course, Mark 16, verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. That burns like fire in my soul. I must say, it burns like fire in my soul. Now, this I call... The great challenge. When the disciples were in the boat all by themselves in the middle of the night and rough seas, suddenly they saw something against the eastern sky, a silhouette moving on the waves. All of a sudden they began to believe in ghosts. And they were terrified, crying out for fear. Then a voice came from across the waves. Hello. <laughs> Be of good cheer. It is I. That struck Peter's ear. The voice sounded like the voice of Jesus. But he could not recognize the person. Was it him or was it not him? Because it says here that uh, Peter said to the Lord, If it is you, verse 28, he wasn't sure whether it was him. If it is you, say to me to come to you on the water, to walk on the sea. I like this because it, 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 it knocked me almost over. Peter decided an acid test whether this was his Jesus or not. He had to make sure. And how did he think? He thought the Jesus I know specializes in impossibilities. And if that voice over there is the voice of my Jesus, then I will challenge him to challenge me 
to walk on the water. Because he knew Jesus, that Jesus commands the impossible and then makes it possible. And if this voice over there belonged to his Jesus, he would then command the impossible and to make it possible. And he said, Lord, if it is you, ask me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Come. What happened? Peter jumped over the railing of the boat. And the, peop the disciples in the boat didn't hear a splash. They heard a bump. Hallelujah. I like that. Something had happened. Something had happened. And then Peter began to walk. I always thought that Peter walked on the water. I no more believe it. Try it. I was there. The Lake of Galilee. I, 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 I got wet. It didn't work. We can't walk on water. So Peter did not walk on the water. He walked on the word that had come out of the mouth of Jesus. Though not the water was the carrier, the word is the carrier. He, so to speak, he put one foot on the C, the next on the O, the next on the M, and the E. C-O-M-E. 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 Come! And when he missed one of the letters... He got wet. It's good to stick to the word of God. But Peter knew Jesus. And I say to you, it is true. Jesus commands the impossible and then makes it possible. That's the first lesson we have to learn before we can serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I always was amazed that that uh, uh, only one of the apostles uh, responded. Jesus said, come. He didn't say, Peter, come. They all could have jumped. Only one jumped. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Only one. Jesus was more careful when he came to the cemetery when Lazarus was dead. He was more careful. He didn't say, come forth. He was very wise by saying, Lazarus, come forth. Otherwise, the whole cemetery would have come up. <laughs> He's the resurrection and the life. Remember? Oh, I like that. Because Jesus didn't come to dig us in. He came to dig us out. 
to get us out of the burrows and get us going for him. These fishermen who knew nothing but the smell of fish became world travelers. And they became people anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit, winning their generation for Christ. Hallelujah. What a challenge for us. But here, we have a challenge just hearing the word, come, whosoever, whosoever. They told me when I was young, Reinhard, you are too exuberant. You rock the boat. Well, whenever you jump out of it, you will rock the boat. But never mind, rock the boat, let's rock society, let's shake society by preaching the claims of Christ in Jesus' name. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Peter never walked on the water again, but forever and to sure, he knew how to walk on the word. And that was a great, 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 great lesson. So why do I say all this? I'll tell you why I say this. Peter first had to learn to come when Jesus said, come. That was the first lesson. Now, the next lesson was this. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Only those can go who have learned to come. We need to learn to come. We need to learn to obey the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to know Him, understand Him. Yes, indeed, our Jesus is the Jesus who commands the impossible. Any, actually anything Jesus demanded of His disciples was an impossibility. Was an impossibility. He said, heal the sick cast out devils, raise the dead. I was at a mission academy in, of a certain denomination as a young man in Germany, and the professor told us there, he said, this is the scriptural reason we have to build hospitals, mission hospitals, to heal the sick. I said, I stood up and I said, this is wonderful, Mr. Professor. But... The same verse with the same breath, Jesus said, raise the dead. With which pill do you want to raise the dead? We thank God for medical science, but I tell you medical science has its limit. Jesus has no limit. What is impossible with man is possible with God. And we go, we go when he says go, and we do what he says do. And we will find and bring our generation to the foot of the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This Jesus is wonderful. Come. When he says come, you better come. When he says obey, you better obey. Even if it doesn't make sense. Even if it doesn't seem to be logical. God is greater than our minds. He sees the whole picture. And when we have learned to come, he says go. 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 I am with you always. I need to share something with you that... That, that has changed my life very quickly, very quickly. You know, one day in James, it just blew me, it blew me out of the water. 
That was so fantastic. It says in James 1 verse 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And I, one morning when I had my devotions and I read again, no shadow of turning, no shadow of turning, no shadow. I said to myself, what a strange way of putting it. Of course, no shadow of turning, of course. Why shadow of turning? Suddenly I saw something. James referred to their timekeeping device. They didn't have watches as we have now. They had sun tiles. And a primitive sun dial is just a circle on the ground and a stick in the middle. And when the sun rises, that stick throws a shadow across the circle. And as it climbs across the sky, that shadow turns and turns and turns. And by that turning shadow, the people were able to read the time. Now, in the middle of the day, that shadow disappeared from within the circle. Why? Because the sun was at its zenith. It was a noon position, right above that stick. There was no shadow. And then as the sun continued to move, the shadow reappeared. PM started. Until darkness fell. God says, there is no shadow of turning in him. And I'll tell you why. He is always at the peak of the zenith. He is always in noon position. He is always at full stretch. We will never ever catch his shadow. We are. He is at the fullness of his glory. At the fullness of his power. We are not secondary Christians. We are not second hand Christians. We stand in the same light. We are in the same circle. It's the same compassion. It's the same salvation. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same healing power. It's the same delivering power. It's all the same. Hallelujah. Amen. When I began to understand that, I realized I don't need to pray all the time and say, Lord, please be with me. Please be with me. Well, last Sunday, your presence was much better. This Sunday, it was not so good. What? Since when is Jesus dividing himself into 30, 40, 50, 60 percent? He never comes just with his finger. He always comes fully. He always comes fully. I tell you, Jesus is here in his full power. In his full power. If I feel it or not, it doesn't matter. I believe Jesus is here. And be, the day I began to understand that, I preached different. 
I began to preach different. I began to minister different. I know more. I know more hope and pray and maybe and perhaps and who knows. No. I know Jesus is here. I'm in the full blast of his light. And that light shines upon you. And it drives out all darkness and removes all shadows and doubts. Here we stand in the presence of our God. Hallelujah. Excuse me if I mention that, but it, it just comes to my heart. I don't like when I hear people pray in churches. Dear Lord Jesus, please come into our midst. I used to spend half of my life praying for the Lord Jesus to please be with me. Because I didn't understand. Jesus said, I am with you always. Now, if you ask somebody to come who never leaves you, do you think that is intelligent? I don't think it's intelligent. And we labor in prayer because our feelings are confused. Our emotions are confused. <clears throat> and Jesus can Jeez, the presence of Jesus cannot be gauged by our emotions, but it is appropriated by faith. He said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. And if he never leaves me, I never need to ask him to come. Jaweh Shammah, the Lord is present, forever present. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is with me when I preach. I'm telling you, He is here right now. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. It changed my life. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He has promised that He will never leave you. Therefore, you never need to ask Him to come. I see a bride and a bridegroom coming down the aisles, approaching the wedding altar. And you know how the formula goes. For better, for worse. One bride said, I don't want to say for better. Because I know he will never be better than he is today. That was not my wife, by the way. <laughs> for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health. That's the wedding wow. Now I see a different picture. I see Jesus coming. Just next to you. And now comes the vow. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
your maker is your husband and he will never divorce you there's no divorce possible he is with me always praise god we are always in the full light of his presence isn't that fantastic the same is true for the anointing of the holy spirit many people teach us that we have got to seek new anointings but even if convention speakers do that the bible doesn't do it after pentecost the disciples never again asked for power they had it they had it no this looking for new anointings has paralyzed the church of jesus christ because we are never sure we are never sure last sunday i was more anointed than this sunday well i tell you we are not talking here about the candlelight we are talking here about the eternal flame of the holy spirit because he jesus said will abide with you forever how long is forever forever is for now it's always for now always for now that is forever hallelujah changed me it really did what a mighty god we serve amen we've learned to have to learn these basic lessons these basic lessons david was an anointed man of god wasn't he he was anointed by samuel when he was confronted by goliath what happened The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And you know, one thing is sure, the anointed, when they are confronted with Goliaths, they become hot. And the anointing begins to boil. The, not un the unanointed professionals, like his brother Eliab, who was a captain in Saul's army. He had the academy in his head, the military academy in his head. And he knew that man, I can never tackle, he will eat me for breakfast. He is so big and I am so small. Mentally he put himself next to Goliath, Eliab. He saw Goliath as a giant and himself as a dwarf. The anointed had a totally different experience. David put Goliath next to Yahweh. And he saw Yahweh the giant. And he saw Goliath the dwarf. And David said, thank God. Goliath is so big. My stone can't miss him. Hallelujah. Now listen. This is the point I want to make. What did David do when he was faced with Goliath and decided to fight him? I'll tell you what he did not do. David did not turn on his heels. 
quickly ran back to Samuel, kneeling at his feet, saying, Samuel, I need a new anointing. I need a Goliath anointing. Have you got a Goliath anointing for me? Did he do that? No, he didn't do that. Why not? Because somehow that young man knew <coughs> that his anointing was already a little old, but it had lost nothing of its strength. Hallelujah. He knew that in the Old Testament, what about us today? Oh, glory to God. I've got some terrible news for you too. Please bear with me. David didn't even call the intercessors. Oh, he prayed. Look at the Psalms. He believed in it. But, on the day of battle, don't hide in a prayer meeting. On the day of battle, run to Orts Goliath. And the Holy Spirit will fell him right in front of your eyes. Shout Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We must learn to come when Jesus has come. We must learn to go when he says go. And we go in the strength of this knowledge. He is with me always. He has endued me. He has anointed me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I will see our generation saved for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a boy of 11, the fire of the Holy Spirit fell on me. Some adults in the church, after that very meeting, they came to me and they doubted whether my tongue had been genuine. I was so surprised. I never had such doubts. Because... The proof of the pudding is in the eating. And I tell you, I've seen that flame in action. I don't want a better one. Amen. But I believe that the Holy Spirit is here to teach us to, to come when he calls us to come. And who will teach us to go when he calls us to go. And he will put that flame on your head. And you will storm the gates of hell. And they shall not prevail against you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. We have a genuine chance to win this generation for Jesus Christ. If we preach what the apostles got preached... We will get what the apostles got. Let's preach the original of the word of God, which is still being confirmed by Jesus. And it will happen. It must happen without compromise. Amen. 
I was in Korea at a banquet and opposite at the same table of me sat the German ambassador who was a Christian. I was so blessed to see a German born again Christian being an ambassador. That's quite rare in my country. Ah, we had a good talk. This and that and this and that and up and down. And suddenly the ambassador said to me, he said to me, you know, in Germany you mustn't preach as you preach in Africa. You are too direct. He said, you must come a little bit from this side and a little bit from that side. That's how the German people like it. It shook me. I said to him, Mister, you are the diplomat, I'm the evangelist. <laughs> Amen. I've never met an evangelistic diplomat. We are no diplomats. We are proclaimers. The gospel is not an alternative. The gospel is an ultimatum. Repent and believe the gospel. It's an ultimatum. We proclaim it. And if we proclaim the original gospel, the Lord will fulfill it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I pray that young men and young women here today will respond to the pull of the Holy Spirit. Surrender your whole, your everything, not just in terms of earthly career and all that things. I think that's the smallest of it all. We have to surrender our, our own type of thinking and our minds must be calibrated by the word of God. That we think in his categories and all of a sudden it makes all sense. And all of a sudden we see how Jesus is honoring his word. I carry that flame on my head. That's why I'm a hot preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody came to me and said, Reinhardt, why is God blessing you and not blessing me? Why is God using you and is not using me? That's a dangerous question. I said, you know, that picture, that old picture, if you've got two stoves in the house, two stoves, one is hot and one is cold, and you want to make yourself a cup of coffee, which one of the two would you use? so simple I tell you if you are having that flame you never need to ask God to use you he will use you automatically automatically rivers of living waters will flow from your innermost being you don't need to pump the waters they will flow all by themselves because you are usable the fire makes us usable in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
I was not all too good in homiletics at college. But I was always good at sharing my heart. And I just have given you a couple of truths here today. And I believe in my heart. Here are some men and some women on whom the finger of God, to whom the finger of God is pointing. And you better do what Isaiah did. Here am I, here am I, Lord, send me. Here am I, Lord, send me. Hallelujah. Jesus is here to give you an impartation that will, that will fix you forever. I've laid these hands, I think I must have laid them on a million people. These hands on a million people. I can handle 10,000 in one meeting, but above 10,000, I'm huffing and puffing. <laughs> and then I put a chair, I stand on the chair, and people line up, and I just, I just as they pass me, I lay hands on them. I call that spot welding. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm not transferring my anointing, but I know Jesus is there to do some spot welding. Hallelujah. That anointing is the anointing that breaks the yoke in Jesus' name. It breaks the yoke of unbelief. It breaks the yoke of sin. It breaks the yoke of bondages of all descriptions and diseases. Jesus sets free. He commands the impossible and he makes it possible. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's just bow our heads in the presence of the Lord. Oh Lord, I pray, I pray, oh God, that you may choose here. That you may choose here men and women whom you want to use in these last days of which your word speaks and which we have entered. Lord, I pray. I pray from the bottom of my heart. Let someone here in this service and downtown Seattle. Let there be at least one whom you are going to get hold of today. So completely and entirely. That history will be made because of the salvation of millions of people through that person. I thank you, you will do it. I thank you, you will do it. I sense it in my heart, you will do it. If you have heard this morning the call of God and you feel the finger of God is pointing at you and you want to respond, you want to say, Lord, I surrender my whole life to the service of God. Then lift your hand where you are. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just stand up where you are. Just stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Hallelujah. I praise you, dear Lord. I praise you, dear Lord. Come, let's just touch the throne of God. Come on. Jesus is here. The anointing is here. The power of God is here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that that gift is there for everyone. And I pray that someone here today
may be called by you. Somebody here may jump over the side of the boat. Somebody here may obey the Holy Spirit and do what he tells you to do. I pray, Lord, that we all become involved in your harvests <clears throat> as never before. I pray for the young man. Joel seems to put an emphasis on the young. Young men shall see visions. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Those that are standing, allow me to do that. Those that are standing, wanting to dedicate their lives to the service of God. Let's say between 15 and 30 years of age. Come running forward quickly. Between 15 and 30 in Jesus name. Those that are standing here. Those that are standing here. Hallelujah. Can we sing, I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. Thank you for these sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord, for this young man. Thank you for your mighty hand upon their lives. Thank you that you have washed them in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that they shall prophesy. They shall preach. They shall declare. They shall proclaim. They shall go forth. They shall terrorize the arch-terrorist, which is the devil. Their faith and the power of God in their lives shall terrorize the arch-terrorist. You shall cast out demons. You shall speak in new tongues. You shall preach and proclaim the gospel. You shall prophesy. You shall see visions and you shall go and fulfill them in the name of Jesus. Let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord.